0: volunteers today. That's what this whole day is about is is celebrating you. It's all about you. We couldn't do any of this without you, right? Grapevine has dozens and dozens and dozens of volunteers running throughout its landscape, making ministry happen every day. And I'll tell you something that volunteers do. They, They either enlarge or strengthen the kingdom of God. Every time we serve, every time we give to the Lord through service, we are enlarging or strengthening the kingdom of God. And those are the kind of things that I want to share with you today. But first, I want to thank every volunteer in this building. If you're a volunteer at Grapevine, please stand. Please stand. Come on, stand up. Don't Don't be embarrassed. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. We just want to honor you. This is not about embarrassing you. Brad, you're a volunteer. There's many other volunteers that are just being shy. And, you know, here's the thing about volunteers. They don't do it for this. They don't do it for recognition, so some of us are just very humble and just say, you know, I'd just rather stay seating because this is under the Lord. But you know what? We want to take a minute out to honor you and some time today to serve you lunch and to wait on you and serve you like you do our community. So let's give our volunteers a hand. Amen? So today we're throwing you a party after second service, and there's going to be food, fellowship, and freebies. No, not Frisbees, but freebies. Freebies. I got some gifts. I got some gifts. Something just to kind of remember the time and and to say thank you. And so when you see this sitting on your shelf or there's a Bible Bible bookmark, if it's in your Bible, you'll remember that, you know, we don't do it enough. And and I know this. And it's something that uh, I'm working to get better at. But making sure that I honor you on a daily basis when I walk through the building and you're serving at the food bank or you're serving here. Just to say thank you, you know. We want to be pointed to say, hey, you know what? You matter. You matter. The simplest definition that I could find of a volunteer, and I'll tell you, to look for a definition of volunteer is very difficult. They look different in regards to what it is you're doing. But here's what I kind of compiled of the things I read. It's someone who chooses to act in recognition of a need without concern for monetary profit. Going beyond one's basic obligations. We are all obligated to do certain things, but volunteering, giving of our time, is going beyond the basic obligation. Someone said this, volunteers don't get paid, not because they're worthless, but because they're priceless. I wish I could have been the one to coin that, because that is my heart exactly. You're priceless. You're priceless to the ministry, and you're priceless to God. You are sowing up treasures in heaven. I know. That's what I said. You're sowing up treasures in heaven. You might not see the reward on this side, but you do. And we'll talk about that a little bit. Let me pray before I go any further. Turn your Bibles to John chapter 13. Father, thank you for the many volunteers that make ministry happen. Not here at, just at Grapevine, but all throughout the landscape of this planet. People everywhere giving, giving to causes that they love and they care about, giving to needs that they're concerned about, giving to people groups that that they are maybe from, that they used to live that way and now they want to pour their lives into. And I pray that you would help me today to convey my heart to those that are in this room about the value that they have to us, about the, volu- about the value that volunteering has to your life and to your heart, Lord Jesus into your call and plan for our lives. Bless your word today and help me just to walk through this message in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, Jesus even said it in Mark 10, 45, that he didn't come to be served, but that he came to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And Jesus came to serve, and, you know, he expects the same from you and I. He expects us to serve, not out of obligation, but... To freely give. And and I I have to be careful in saying that if you, because the local church isn't the only place that we can serve. I do think that if we are tied to a local church, we should be giving, uh, not just financially, but also of our time. But many have other causes and other things and cancer awareness marches. We don't do any of those things here yet. I'm not saying we wouldn't. I told you last week, if you got something stirring in your heart in regards to ministry, you just need to come see us. So giving of our time doesn't just happen here, but, but the local church can't exist or survive without volunteers. It really can't. There's a story in the book of John that illustrates Jesus' heart about serving one another, if you will. And in John 13, I want to read 17 verses to you today. And you're very familiar probably with this portion of Scripture. So let's just read this, and then I'll share my heart with you a little bit more. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, and that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil having already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand and that it had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Then he, then he came to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him and said, if I do not wash your feet, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, he who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him. Therefore, he said, you are not all clean. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garment, and sat down again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who sent greater than the one who sent him, if you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. We're not going to have a foot washing ceremony right now. They are special. And you guys washed my feet last year at Pastor Appreciation, Pastor Kerry. And I'll tell you, that was one of the life-changing moments for me you know, as a pastor and, and as, a, as a person in, in the things of the Lord, there are, there are times in your walk with the Lord that something happens that stands out. And we only get, if we're fortunate, we get a handful of those in our entire walk with the Lord. And I've had a handful of those, but last year, that was one of those times for me. Something changed in my heart, something transitioned in me when... Mike and Jackie washed our feet in front of this congregation. It was pretty special. If you weren't here, uh, it was I thought, okay, first service, I understand. I lost it. Second service, I'll hold it together. I, I was still a mess. But the illustration here from Jesus is that he didn't come to be served. He came to serve and to give his life and, and to do what it is required and to leave an example for you and I to follow. Ministry would never happen without faithful service. Of so many people. It just wouldn't happen. Church is a volunteer driven organization. From those who teach. To those in the nursery. To those who set up coffee and pastries. To those who are on the worship team. To those who who feed the hungry. to, To those who count. To those who print. To those who sort. To those who file. Everything that happens in the local church. Typically happens through. Volunteer ministry. And it's vital. And all the ministry that you do is so important. You know, if you haven't attended one of our membership classes, I'm going to show you one of our core values at Grapevine Fellowship. It's our fifth value that we talk about during this, during our, uh, our time together in a membership meeting. It says, we believe that every member is a minister who has been given gifts to be discovered, developed, and deployed. We are a gift-based, volunteer-driven church. And I typically say something like this. Each believer will Find their greatest joy and fulfillment when serving in their gifts and passions. Every believer is created for ministry, gifted for ministry, and authorized for ministry, and needed for ministry. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable. You know, the part about presenting bodies as a living sacrifice is to be used for the kingdom of God. It's to be used for service, present our bodies, to, to give of our time. That's not all it encompasses, but it definitely does encompass giving of ourselves and sacrificing of ourselves and time. People say, I don't have time to give. People say, I don't have time, I don't have the money to tithe. I really look at giving the same way I look at tithing, that there's a stewardship factor. And I've always believed that if I give of myself in regards to serving others, I'll tell you, it's what changed my life. It's what got a prideful, arrogant, drug addict, alcoholic, loser to see something outside of myself. Ephesians chapter 4, 11 and 12 tells us that that he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers, five-fold ministry, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Do you know that you are all ministers? Every person in this room is a minister of the gospel. You may not be called to preach, we may not be called to teach, but we are all called to give. We're all called to serve. We're all called to be a part of the kingdom of God. It's the only reason God still has us here. I think the Lord loves me too much to leave me on this stinking planet if there wasn't something left for me to do. I think that when I said, yes, Jesus, he would have just raptured me out of this place because this place is, whoo, hallelujah. I love earth. I love, I love this place. I love it. I love the people. It's the people of the body of Christ who make ministry happen. It's, it's you and I. It's People who give of themselves and, and give of their time. So today I want to look at three results. Three results of serving in ministry or serving the Lord. Number one, serving fulfills God's purpose for your life. You guys are quiet today. <laughs> Most people think that serving others, by serving others, they're helping themselves. And and though that's true, by serving others, you will discover God's purpose for your life. Pastor Ron, I don't know what I'm called to do. Well, what have you done? Nothing. Well, let me encourage you to try volunteering volunteer in the children's church department. I don't like kids. Try it anyway. You might find you like kids other than your own. Just saying. Just kidding about that. Try serving at the food bank. I don't like homeless people. I'm sorry Jesus was homeless. What are you saying to me? Are homeless people all categorized the same? No, they're not. Try serving in the office. I don't like paper. I get paper cuts. I, I, I can't help you unless you're willing to ch- but you will never discover God's purpose and plan for your life if you aren't out there doing things to find it. So many people are sitting around, God, just speak to me. Tell me what you want me to do. And then the, and then the at says, we need children's workers this week. God, would you just speak to me? Tell me. Tell me. Oh, we're having a yard sale if you could volunteer. Oh, Lord, I need to hear from you. Uh, what would you have me do in the kingdom of God? Uh, right? Uh, hey, I've just read some of your mail, didn't I? I'm sorry. <laughs> but it happens. It happens. We're waiting to hear God, and then we, we just shut out the, the needs of the church, and, and there's many. There's many. And I've found so many people who have discovered their gifts and their ministry and their talents and the joy of their heart when they stepped out in faith, thinking they were going to step in and volunteer for something that they didn't know that they would enjoy. But they just said, you know, there's a need, and I want to be there to help. Amen. So, you were made for a specific purpose with ministry planned for your life. Matter of fact, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says this For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You know that the Greek word for workmanship is the same word that we get our word poem from. In other words, you are God's work of art. That's what the Lord is saying. You are my masterpiece. You are a work of art. I have uniquely and individually made you to serve in a certain capacity. I made you and wired you exactly like you are because I love you that way. And so many of us are saying, well, there's just some things I need to change in my life before I get involved. No. No. Some things won't change until we get involved. Some things in our life won't fall away until we get outside of ourselves. I'm not calling anybody prideful in here. I'm not, because I don't know you. I just know for myself, for my personal story, I had to stop worrying so much about numero uno and realizing that I was numero lasto. Is that even, is that even Spanish? I don't even know if that's Spanish. It just did not even work very well. <laughs> Spanglish. It's Spanglish. It's wronglish. Pastor Ronlish. Because I don't know. The God's plan for your life began way before you were even born. You, you think that God's looking up there and sitting up there thinking, "Man, I did not expect Don Palmer to come out like that." <laughs> well He may be in Don's case. <laughs> no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh) <laughs> Yeah. Um, seriously, how do I say this delicately without offending anybody? If I had, if I had ten Don Palmers, I would be a tremendously blessed pastor, and that building would get done quicker. <laughs> no, I'm just saying this whole family. And I don't want to single the Palmers out because there are many of you, my family, the Longs, the Barry, everybody. I mean, I could just, I could walk through this room and, and talk about all the service that you guys give, the many hours and countless hours that you guys give, not looking for anything in return, amen? Not looking for any recognition. And so I do, actually, I do have 10 Don Palmers, at least in this church. There are a lot of people that give in this church. Look at Psalms 139. <clears throat> 13 and 14 says, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. God's talking about you. you know, maybe we should just stop for a minute and talk about talk about how we view ourselves talk about self-esteem issues there's so many people sitting in the pews today and in churches all across this nation and all across this planet that don't love themselves that think that God made a mistake man can I tell you God knew you before you were created and you're exactly like you are No, does he want all the baggage? No, he wants to to remove the baggage from your life. He doesn't doesn't like the fact that you may be hung up in sin still, that there may still be strongholds, but you as an individual, he created you just like you are. You're beautiful. The next time you walk past a mirror, tell yourself how beautiful you are because that's what God's saying. He's looking up from heaven, looking down from heaven, saying, you are beautiful. I fearfully and wonderfully made, I did not make a mistake with you. I did not mean I did not mean to put that wart where it is. I did not mean to give you that birthmark where it is. I did not mean, no, God meant it. It's special to him. There's no two people that look alike. Twins, okay, but God can tell them apart. Even they're not, even identical twins aren't identical, right? God has an eternal purpose and plan for your life. Do you know what God's plan and purpose for your life is? Many have discovered it through serving. Many have discovered their plan, God's plan and purpose for their life through serving, just through getting involved. Number two, serving reflects God's glory. As we serve others, they get a picture of who our Heavenly Father is. Why I love our food ministry is because it brings people who don't know the Lord to the church. It brings them to a place where they're coming to receive one benefit, not knowing there's so many more benefits involved in it. And when we serve next door, and when our volunteers are serving over there, and they're loving on people, man, it magnifies the love of Jesus Christ. How many of you came to this church through the food bank? Don't be embarrassed. Praise God. Praise God. So there's six or seven people that would not be in church today if it wasn't for. And I think if we started talking to people individually about their story, I think we would find more people indirectly have come through through this church, through the food ministry of our church, or through the outreach, through relationships somehow. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 12 says, Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, and they will, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits. Do good work. Do, live good lives. Do, serve with smiles even when you don't want to. One thing we tell people at the food bank, leave your trouble at home. You came here, put a smile on your face and love on your love on your love on your community, love on your neighbors. And we'll pray for you, we'll pull you aside about what's going on at home if it's if it's an issue that we can help with. But man, we got to leave our agendas. And we got to we got to do good works before people and and they will see the Lord in it. Our our actions reflect the belief of our heart. What we do shows the belief of our heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And I believe actions come as well. In our text, John today said, in our text in John today, he said that, that we are given an example to follow Jesus. Verse 15, I've given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Jesus didn't do anything just to do it, there was a point behind everything he did. Jesus called us to serve so that we could be an example. others through service amen and that's what many of you do here's another quote I wish I would I'm quoting a lot of people today because there's because I just didn't come up with it myself I do have one I came up with myself in just a minute but the world is hugged by the faithful arms of volunteers so true The world is hugged by the faithful. It reflects the glory of God. It reflects the heart of God. It reflects exactly what Jesus did in his ministry on this planet. Number three, serving contributes to eternity. Do you know that by serving the Lord, you are impacting the kingdom of God? God takes the ministry we do and He uses it to, to influence the course of eternity for others, people's lives. It changes lives. It changes hearts. It changes minds. Our greatest fear should not be a failure, but succeeding at something that doesn't really matter. You know why many people don't serve? Because they feel like they're failures. They feel like they can't do it. That they, they'll make mistakes. And I'm telling you, God would rather you make a mistake than not do nothing at all. I think it was, uh, I might not have the person right, D.L. Moody, possibly, was approached by somebody one time and a little lady was just like, I don't like the way you do evangelism. I don't like the way you preach. I don't like the way you tell people how to get to heaven. I don't like the way you you do evangelism. I don't like the way you do those things. And he says, you know, ma'am, I don't like it either. How do you do it? <laughs> well, I don't. He says, well, I like my way of not doing it. I, I, I like my, my way of, I, I can't get it right. Say, it. Somebody help me here. I like my way of doing it wrong better than your way of not doing it at all. There you go, right? Yeah. At least he's doing something, right? I, I, I have never made a mistake that God couldn't clean up, and I make many. Oh, now i got a witness. Finally we looking for that all day. Hallelujah. Peace out, brother. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 31 says this. Whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. Whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Whatever you find your hands doing, just do it. Whatever God puts before you, do it. When you hear a need, do it. I know a lot of people, and I'm one that was like that. When I first got saved, the doors of the church were open. I was there. I was too scared to be I'll be honest. I was a big chicken. I was a big chicken. Because if I would have used again, I'd be dead right now. Just be honest with you. I'd be dead or I'd be locked up forever. Because I would have got behind the car drunk one more time. And they would have caught me one more time. And that would have been number eight. Or I would have killed somebody. I was scared. I was literally petrified of the world because I knew it was out to kill me. So when the doors of the church were open, I showed up. And I began to get get involved, and I did. Whatever my pastor needed, I just did it. And that's where I discovered what God was calling me to, to serving others. The service that really matters will last for eternity. I want to show you a video will close while we close